the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever dear. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries. This gospel message will encourage and equip those who have ears to hear to be a Christian, clothed with the armor of a gospel defender. Ladies and gentlemen, it is written in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. In this hour, let us consider three of the snares that have been set by our old adversary, the devil. The first of his snares we want to consider in this hour is his snare of temptation. Millions of human beings have been caught in the powerful jaws of this snare. Since the creation of man, Satan has relentlessly solicited men to sin. It began in Genesis chapter 3 when he tempted Eve. He was so hell-bound to get Eve to sin that he persuaded her to see the forbidden tree of the knowledge of good and evil as she had never seen it before. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. It was Satan's power of persuasion, his snare of temptation, that led Eve and her husband to lose their lease on the beautiful Garden of Eden. It made that tree look good, and since that day Satan has been 100% successful in getting the entire human race to see their own personal tree of forbidden fruit, whatever it might be in the same way as did Eve. 
It is written in Romans 3, verse 23, that all have sinned. Satan is no respecter of persons. It matters not to him who you are, be you white, black, male, female, rich, poor, literate, illiterate, Christian, sinner, or even if you are the Son of God. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, Satan set his snare of temptation before the Son of God, not once, not twice, but three times. In Matthew 16 he set another one with Apostle Peter as the bait. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. How many other times Satan tried to trap Jesus in a snare of temptation we do not know. What we do know because of what is written in Hebrews 4 verse 15, He was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. If Satan believed he had a chance to get the Son of God trapped in the jaws of his snare of temptation that leads to sin and eternal damnation, what makes you think he won't do the same with you? Satan is committed to getting every one of us to sin just as he did with Eve. He has snares of temptation laying everywhere on the pathway of every person's life. Some have difficulty in avoiding sexual immorality. Satan knows this, and he has set a snare of sexual temptation, labeled pornography with your name on it. His snare is in the form of the computer screen, where you can gawk at porn until your eyeballs fall out of your head. Some have difficulty avoiding booze and drugs. Satan knows this, and he has a snare of booze and drug temptation with your name on it. Those who are tempted in this way look at their personal tree of forbidden fruit. Each time a television commercial or program communicates that the only way people are happy and have fun is by having two bottles of booze and a bag of drugs in every closet, medicine cabinet, bathroom vanity, refrigerator, glove compartment, and desk drawer. Some have difficulty in speaking the English language without using vile, filthy curse words every two seconds. Satan knows this and has set a snare of swearing temptation with your name on it. He knows you can't say three words without using God's name in vain, so he puts you in company with people who also talk like you do. And on and on it goes. There are many and various trees of forbidden fruit. There are entire forests, and there is not one of us who does not have his own personal tree in one of those forests. Satan knows this, and he plants our personal tree in our life to trap us in his deadly snare of temptation. 
The second of his snares we want to consider in this hour is his snare of deception. As Jesus said in John 8, verse 44, the devil is a liar. The first lie ever uttered on earth came across the tongue and through the devil's lips in Genesis 3, verse 4. You will not surely die. Ever since then, he has used the lips and tongues of false teachers and preachers of the gospel to continue his lies. Apostle Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 11, verses 14 and 15. Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness. The Bible says Satan can appear as an angel of light. If he can appear that way, his ministers can also appear that way. And they do. Not every man who carries a Bible under his armpit and stands behind a pulpit is a minister of Jesus Christ. Many are ministers of Satan. The first minister posed as a preacher in the Garden of Eden. He talked about the Word of God and interpreted it for Eve so she could understand what God actually meant when he said, In the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. But he perverted the Word of God. He wrested the Scripture to the destruction of Eve and her husband. And that is the same modus operandi of those who are ministers from hell today. Some ministers of Satan preach a doctrine that says the Bible is not the inspired word of God, but is no more than the personal thoughts of its individual writers. And if it is what it purports to be, it is only a portion of the word of God and therefore needs additional books. There are religious leaders who propagate a false doctrine that the creation account in Genesis is not really true. We were not created by God. We have evolved from tadpoles that squirted up on the ground, grew legs, crawled into a tree, and ate bananas until we had enough sense to come down from the trees and walk out of the forest. If you believe that, you must also believe that some of your relatives never got the memo. They are still in trees eating bananas. As far as I am concerned, the only ones who are in the forest are those who hang on to the ungodly doctrine that we came from monkeys. They are crazier than a bunch of bananas. If Satan can get you to believe that the Bible is not the inspired, infallible, inerrant, finished Word of God, his battle is easy. But if he can't, he has other snares of deception. There is a snare that says one church is as good as another. This is tremendously popular. He deceives people to believe this through his ministers. When is the last time you heard a preacher preach against denominationalism? And if you did hear one, 
Unless you are an unusual person who knows the Word of God, you probably thought, why, that preacher has flipped his lid. He's the only guy I ever heard preach that nonsense. He can't be right. Satan knows that. So when I tell you that denominationalism opposes much of what the Bible promotes, you probably label me as an unloving, legalistic lunatic. What in the world is wrong with that preacher? Doesn't he have any love for all Christians and all the churches? Doesn't he understand that we are all going to the same place, but just getting there on different roads? The devil knows people look for a church like some people look over a smorgasbord buffet. They pick what looks and smells good rather than what is good for them. The devil has prepared a smorgasbord of churches from which to select. Even though the Bible says in Ephesians 4 verse 4, there is one body which is the one church that Jesus built, the devil deceives most people into thinking there must be some good in all the churches. All the churches can't be wrong. So take your pick, and God will surely endorse your choice. Another snare of deception that Satan has set is labeled, you can be saved in different ways. Many souls are caught in this horrible snare that ultimately damns them for eternity, unless they repent and allow God's word to free themselves from it. It doesn't bother Satan if you want to do what God wants you to do, as long as you don't do it. It doesn't bother Satan if you want to be saved from your sins, as long as you are not saved the way God says to be saved. Satan's army of ministers is waiting to lead you to obey a false way of salvation, diametrically opposed to the biblical way of salvation. There are denominations ready to sprinkle water on your head and say you have been baptized. When the Bible says baptism is only by immersion. There are denominations ready not only to sprinkle water on your head as a baby, but also will confirm you at the age of 12 or 13. Though that doctrine is not in God's word. If you are convinced that immersion in water, rather than being sprinkled with it, is necessary, the devil has denominations ready to immerse you, but not for the forgiveness of sins. He has denominations ready to encourage you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, if that is what you're looking for. The devil does not care what you do in the name of religion as long as you do not do what the Bible says to do to be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. He has deceived untold millions to believe they are saved when they are not. People hear the satanic plans of salvation only once and are quick to obey but can hear the Bible plan of salvation a thousand times and are never moved to obey or even investigate if the Bible really does say what an honest, faithful gospel preacher says it says. One of the most successful deceptions of the devil concerning salvation is convincing people 
they are saved before they are cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. He has no problem with people who follow the faith and repent only doctrine. But when preaching immersion in water for the remission of sins raises its head above the diabolical plans of denominational salvation, all the forces of hell break loose. Though the Word of God says in 1 Peter 3, verse 21, that baptism does also now save us, the devil deceives some to believe 1 Peter 3, verse 21 applies only to Jews. Though the Word of God says in Acts 2.38 to repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, the devil deceives people to believe that Acts 2 verse 38 teaches baptism is not for the remission of sins, but is the first act of obedience a believer does after being saved. Though the Word of God says in Mark 16, 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. The devil deceives people to believe Mark 16, 16 means those who believe are saved before and without being immersed. He deceives people to believe that anyone who dares preach the necessity of baptism for salvation evidently does not know what the Bible says and therefore is a false teacher since nobody else preaches baptism for the remission of sins. He deceives people by convincing them that those who preach baptism in water for salvation are false water salvationists, or holy water salvationists. The reason the devil is so against baptism in water for salvation is because it is only when one is immersed in the name of Jesus Christ that one receives the merits of his blood. Romans 6.3 asks, Do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Did you catch that? When we are baptized, immersed into Christ Jesus, we are baptized, immersed into his death, the place where Jesus shed his blood that forgives sins. But the devil has deceived many to believe that the merits of the blood of Jesus Christ are received in a sinner's prayer or at a man-made prayer altar in the front of a church auditorium while every head is bowed and every eye is closed or through some religious experience. The third snare of Satan we need to consider in this hour is his snare of hindrance. Luke 8, verse 12 says, Satan is so wicked that when the seed of God enters the heart of men, the devil swiftly comes along and robs from some of those hearts the word of God. Who but the devil would hinder people who are interested in the word of God from receiving that holy seed of God? Consider the beautiful seed of God found in Ephesians 5, verses 25 through 27. Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle 
or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Consider the beautiful seed of God in Christ's invitation of Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Consider the beautiful seed of God in Christ's statement of Luke 19, verse 10. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Consider the beautiful seed of God that Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 5, verse 8. God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Who but the prince of the power of the air would hinder a man from believing Jesus of Nazareth is the Christ, the only begotten Son of God, who resurrected from the dead, from confessing his faith in Jesus being the Christ, or from being immersed in water for the remission of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Who but the devil would cause a man or woman to place little importance upon receiving salvation today, the beautiful seed of God that is written in 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2. Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Only the devil would set a snare to hinder a man from receiving salvation as soon as possible. Only the devil would convince a man that he has his whole lifetime ahead of him to receive salvation. Only the devil makes salvation from sin look old-fashioned. Who but the devil would have anyone believe that the Bible does not mean what it says in Acts 2, verse 38? Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Who but the devil would have anyone believe that Jesus Christ did not mean or even know what he was saying when he said in Mark 16, 16, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Who but the devil would lay snares of temptation, deception, and hindrance to prevent men and women, boys and girls, from becoming followers of Jesus Christ? Who but the devil would tell anyone not to arise and be baptized and wash away your sins. Ladies and gentlemen, who would do such things as these? The answer may be your own denomination and its preachers. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is Of God's dear bride She is the keeper of my soul She is the church of Christ I'll not surrender I'll not surrender 
Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Breidenbaugh speaking. You have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast brought to you by the church that Jesus built that preaches all of the word to all of the world. Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 16, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. Our mailing address is Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box 575 Chillicothe, C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E, Chillicothe, Ohio, Zip 45601. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at gospel-defender.org or by email at agosdef, A-G-O-S-D-E-F, agosdef, at roadrunner.com. At your request, a written transcript or an audio copy of today's message will be sent to you free of charge with no obligation from you now or in the future. We need to hear from you as soon as possible, so please take the time to contact us today. Now until you and I meet again at this same time and at this same place, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.